Jesus, for everybody that's here today. Bless us and turn me on. So, everybody, please let's stand and sing our beginning hymnal, uh, Sanctuary 588. Good morning. Uh, beautiful Sunday morning, uh, fall. A lot of activities going on uh, everywhere with fall festivals and football games and 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 trunk or treats happening all over the place. Uh, it's that time of the year. Um, it's good to be in God's house today. Uh, it's time for our birthdays and anniversaries. Um, Herman Nichols has a birthday on the 30th. Uh, Ann Schwab and Nicole have a birthday on the 31st. And uh, Dennis Hollyfield has a birthday on November the 2nd. Are there any other birthdays? Any other anniversaries? <laughs> Is it her birthday? What, we, next week. Next week? Yeah, next Sunday. We'll be uh, oh, okay, okay. All right. Sweetie, we will sing happy birthday to you next Sunday, I promise. If you want to, I'll tell you what, when Miss Ann stands up, if you stand up, we'll sing happy birthday to the both of you, and then that way we can do it again next week, okay? All right. If, all right, y'all stand up. No, no, just the birthday people. <laughs> I, I, I know I said y'all, I apologize. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, that was on me. Uh, day to you, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Okay. <laughs> Let me get my hymnal. I got it somewhere right there. Nice. Um, our next song, I Love to Tell the Story, 626. Stand up, please. Yeah, everybody can stand this Everybody time. can stand this time. <laughs> Jesus and his glory of Jesus and his 
satisfies my longings as nothing else can do. I love to tell the story till be my theme and glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and His love. I love to tell the story tis pleasant to repeat what seems is time I tell it more wonderfully sweet. I love to tell the story for some have never heard the message of salvation from God's own holy word. I love to tell the story, twill be my theme and glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story for those who know it best. Seems hunger to hear it like the rest And when it sings of glory I sing the new, new song To be the old, old story That I have loved so long I love to tell the story Twill be my theme and glory To tell the old, old Okay, announcements, birth uh, announcements, and uh, praises and prayer requests. Uh, before I start, let me let me open us in prayer. Uh, most glorious Lord God, we love you and we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the ability we have to come together into your house and worship you collectively. Lord, you've told us in your word not to forsake the gathering together of the saints. Lord, we love it. It's how we get renewed. It's how we can let our guard down for a while and just worship you with people who are doing the same thing to our right and to our left and front and behind us. Lord, it's just great to come together with your people. Lord, we're here today to worship you. We're here today to worship you with all of our hearts, minds, strength, and, 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 and uh, heart. Lord, we just love you. Please use this service as you see fit. May everything that's done here today be pleasing to you. Lord, we love you. Forgive us of our sins and our shortcomings, and may all we do honor you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, the announcements. This Friday in the fellowship hall at 7 o'clock, the nominating committee will meet. And I'll send a message out on the calling tree to remind everyone. Uh, Thursdays at 6.30 is the discipleship class in the fellowship hall or in classroom. I don't know whether they're up here at 6.30. Um, November the 4th, the Christmas Child Box Assembly Day. Uh, there'll be more information coming out about that. I'm, I will put it on the calling tree. Um, let's see. It says fall back. Don't forget to set your clocks back November the 5th. Um, I'll be glad when they fix that. Yes. Do, do what? 10 o'clock. Okay. 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. 
uh, November the 18th at 9.30. We'll meet at the church for the Billy Graham Museum trip and the uh, um, dinner theater afterwards. Uh, December the 18th. On a Monday is a Christmas concert. Uh, do, you, do you know what time it's going to be? 6.30. 6.30. Here at the church. Uh, come and listen to some wonderful kids put on a concert. Any other announcements? Praises and prayer requests. Any additions to the prayer list? Go ahead. Just from this morning, um, we need to add Tanya and Connor to the prayer list. We need to add um, Kevin Hodgkins. He's dealing with some diabetes concerns. Um, Colin, I'm not sure what his last name is, but we need to add uh, Colin to our prayer list. All right. Um, also, I would like for you to please add uh, Albert Troutman family. Uh, Albert Troutman passed away this Friday, so keep that family in your prayers, please. Um, are there any others? Yeah, that's, that's Barry. Yeah, yeah. Um, any others? Any praises? I got praise. Uh, Chuck Aldridge was on our prayer list. He was having some AFib issues the other week. Uh, had some time in the hospital. Had a procedure or two done. He is at, uh, out. He is back to work. Uh, still uh, going through getting used to some medications. But Chuck is doing a lot better. Okay. Praising God for that. Amen. Uh, for those of you, uh, okay. Who? Okay. Um, you know, you've been, I've been putting a post out about Charlie, Charlie Kern. Well, he's at home. And uh, she has, uh, the only post that she put out was late last night that uh, she needed some prayers for Charlie to calm down because he was tired. He had a rough, long day. And uh, she was trying to get him to, to calm down. So uh, um, I think she says she's going to try to post on Sundays, and so I'll keep you updated with those posts. Um, but he still has a long way to go. Also, Barry. Uh, Barry's got a long way to go. He's still sore. He's still got the, the ribs, and so pray for them. And Stephen, Stephen's having a procedure Thursday, so we need to pray for Stephen. Are there any others? Any other praises? Amen. Amen. Good to see Miss Karen. Amen. Um, if there are no others, then we will uh, 
We will go to the Lord in prayer. All right. Let's pray. Most glorious Lord God, we love you and we thank you for this day. Lord, we ask you to never remove your hands from this country. Lord, may we continue to repent and look for you for guidance. Lord, I ask you to be with Israel and all that situation in the world that's going on. Lord, you, you know what's going on. We give you praise for, for Chuck Allred and, and those that are unmentioned. I also, Lord, want to add up that we all add the unspoken um, to our prayer list of every day. Uh, not only for the those unspoken prayer requests, but also for the situations that the Lord knows what's happening. We lift up the unspoken. We lift up the lost, Lord, um, that we will be in a position to share you with others. Lord, we uh, those that were mentioned, Tanya Connor and, and Kevin and uh, Colin and Barry and Steve and uh, the list goes on. Uh, the Troutman family, the, the Chesney family, uh, Lord, we, we lift them up to you. Also, Lord, we want to add um, uh, uh, Terry Matthews. Uh, she's, they're cutting their anniversary trip early. She's not well. She's going to have to go to the doctor when she gets back. So, uh, Lord, just um, be with them. Um, you know all that's going on. Be with Marty and Dave as they're still traveling. Uh, there's so many, Lord. There's so many. Um, we lift each of them up to you. Um, Lord, we need you in our lives. We need to seek you first in all things. Lord, forgive us of our sins and our shortcomings and things that we take for granted. And Lord, let us always remember at the end of the day, in the beginning of the day, or in the middle of the day, whenever it is, to give praise to you for the protection, the providence, and the things that you do for us. Lord, I love you and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If everybody please, let's stand and sing hymn number 68 for our offertory hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy.
Well, good morning. Um, I hope everyone has, has had a good week. Um, I have. Um, it's been a, an amazing week, a busy week. The sermon that I'm going to preach today comes from a conversation that I had earlier in the week. Um, and it was the fact that somebody had made the statement, and you'll see it a lot online, but this was somebody that I, I knew and, um, about true grace. They said true grace only came about in the New Testament. Well, that's not true. True grace started in the Garden of Eden, but it has progressed, and so um, seeing how last week I, I preached about Enoch, um, this week I'm going to talk about Noah a little bit. And, um, and so we're going to talk about, I'm going to try to talk about true grace. And I'm going to try to get you to understand that, that even though they weren't filled with the Holy Spirit, they, they received not only great mercy, but grace. And, uh, and so if you, have your, if you have your Bibles, if you will turn to uh, Genesis chapter 6. The book that nobody wants to go to anymore. The one at the beginning and also no one wants to go to the one at the end. And we're going to get there. I promise you. Um, and so uh, Genesis, the, my, the, the scripture I'm going to focus on <clears throat> is going to be Genesis 8. But I'm going to 
I'm going to start in 1 and read to, to verse 8 just so I can make some points. So chapter 1, or verse 1 of chapter 6 of the book of Genesis says, And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of the men, that they were fair and they took them wise of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with men, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be uh, a hundred and twenty years. Remember that, a hundred and twenty years. We are designed to live a hundred and twenty years. We are. Uh, do what? Well, I, I'm just saying, you know, I'm striving. <laughs> I'm shooting for it. I'm just a little over halfway there. <laughs> uh, but uh, there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of men, or when the sons of God, uh, let me remove my little tab here, came uh, unto the daughters of men. And they bare children. To them, the same became mighty men and were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every Im imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created after, from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creepy things and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Verse 8, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And these are the generations of Noah. Uh, I said, these are the generations of Noah. In verse 9, uh, was just man and uh, was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Let's, uh, let's pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for your word Lord, we thank you for the grace and the mercy that you bestowed on us so that we're able to assemble here today and learn this about you. Lord, to learn that you have always been a God of grace. You've always been a God of mercy. But at the same token, you have been a righteous and just God. A righteous and just God. Your righteousness exceeds all bounds of eternity. Your justness receives, uh, proceeds through humanity and throughout eternity. And Lord, so does your grace and love and mercy. Lord, I ask you to give me the ability to be able to articulate this to everyone. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And so, to answer the question, who says grace is a New Testament doctrine only? There are a lot of people out there, oh, we're under grace. There's no, there was no grace until Christ hung on the cross, until Christ died, entered the grave, and Christ rose again, and then he ascended to heaven. And on the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, boom, grace. Not so. Not so. 
He gave grace to Adam and Eve in the, in the garden. He forgave them. And the reason that we know he forgave them, the Bible doesn't specifically say he forgave them. What he did was he killed animals so that they would be clothed because they saw their nakedness because they disobeyed God. That's when the death happened. And then what did he tell them? He said, your days upon the earth shall be numbered. You shall surely die. And so here we find out in verse 6 that now our days are numbered for 120 years. 120 years. Methuselah lived 900 years. And so, who will question the judgment of God upon those not under his grace? Think about the story of Noah. You know what happens. Verse 13 said, Then God said to Noah, I have decided to put an end to every creature up for the earth is filled with wickedness. Because of them, therefore, I am going to destroy them among, uh, uh, among with the earth. Oh, it's supposed to be along with the earth. And I wrote among, my typo. Along with the earth. He's going to destroy every creepy thing. He's going to destroy the men. He's going to destroy the fowls of the air, the, the cattle, the stock, the livestock. He's going to destroy the plants. He's destroying the earth. Why? Because men is wicked. Wicked. Look what happened at the time before that. They were multiplying. In verse 1 it says, And the men were multiplying upon the earth. What is happening today? Multiply. It said, All thoughts were to wickedness. What is happening today? All thoughts are toward wickedness. Look at it. We have people who are given a gift of God with children and they're trying to convert that child from whatever sex they were born as, a male or a female, to something else. We have mental, mental illness run amok. Run amok. Evil, evil. Not only is evil being perpetuated for years under the cover, now it's full-blown out in the open. Kids are the highest traded commodity in the world today. Children. Children. And what is terrible about it is, is there is a market. There's a market for this stuff. They're taking little children. And I don't know if you've, if you've heard about this. They're taking little children. And they're scaring them almost to the point of death. And then draining their blood out of them. So they can get... The, the adrenaline in the blood so that they can take it and it's supposed to improve their lives. Think about the little children. Think about them. Tatham and, and these children here, they don't understand why parents are so tight on keeping them with them, not letting them run because people are snatching children. You know who the biggest distributor of children is? The United States government. And so God said it was, and he's going to destroy the whole earth. It's coming. It's coming. I'm not making political statements. I am stating facts. This is happening today in the United States of America. And so who will deny 
uh, who will question the judgment of God upon those under, not under his grace. Think about this. He sealed Noah and his family. Noah's wives, Noah's sons, Noah's sons' wives, all the animals that was in there, all the plants that they had taken. Boom. Because at the end of at the end, you will see in verse six, or chapter six that um, or verse se or chapter seven, uh, it was the, the water was on the earth for 150 days. It wasn't just that it rained 40 days and 40 nights. The water covered the earth for 150 days. It took 150 days for it to start to recede. They were in that ark for over a year. What did they eat? They had the ability to grow food in the ark. They had the ability to eat animals in the ark. They didn't just take them two by two. They didn't. They took more. But they took babies. That's why they could get them all in there. Who will deny that the grace of God is unmerited? See, God was going to destroy every human being on the earth. And yet, it says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Have you ever noticed that in, throughout the Old Testament, whenever God's wrath is getting ready to be poured out, he will find somebody who is still devoted to him. You know, we hear about in Revelation that there's going to be a remnant. There's going to be a remnant. There's going to be 144,000 Jews that are going to still be Jews. That are still going to be sold out to the Lord. The Jews, the majority of them today over there are atheistic Jews. They do not believe in God. All you have to do is look at I'm not being any Semitic in this. I'm just stating the facts based on the Bible. What did God say? I will not what? To Israel until what? Until they say what? Lord, Lord. And everybody's saying pray for Israel. Biblically, we are to pray for Jerusalem, not Israel. We're to pray for Jerusalem. He tells us that he's going to build a new Jerusalem. And he's going to rule the world from the new Jerusalem on the new earth. So instead of praying for all of Israel, pray for Jerusalem. That's straight from God's word. That's out of his own mouth. Noah and his sons and his wife's sons were entered the ark because of the flood. God told him to go in. In verse 7, 7, it says, And Noah went in, his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with them into the ark because of the waters of the flood. They were out doing whatever they wanted to do until the, water, the rains came. And as the water started to rise, Noah went in. The Lord told him, and you know how old Noah was when the flood came? He was 600 years old. 
of clean beasts and of beasts of all, they were clean. He brought them in. Why do you think he took clean beasts then? What were they going to eat? They would take them in, males and females. The Bible here says two by two. Okay. Males and females. So he took a male and a female. Every pair was a male and a female. It doesn't say how many pairs went in. And God, as God had commanded Noah, He said, and as it came to pass seven days that the waters of the earth were upon, the waters were upon the earth. So who could deny that God's grace is unmerited? No one can. No one can, die, can deny the grace of God and that it's unmerited. He's the one who invented grace. He's the epitome of grace. He's the one who decides. How do you think we get to be here today, followers of Christ? Because of the work that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit did. Your only part you played in that was saying yes and repenting and giving your life over to him. Everything else is done by the Lord. Is there anyone that can say that true grace, that God's grace is not sufficient? No one can say that. From Adam all the way to today, no one can say that God's grace is not sufficient. Look back upon your own life. Look, about the, look back where the God is clearly God's hand was upon you. I have numerous Incidents in my life behind me where God's hands were upon me. The, last, the first time I think that it happened, I was probably maybe two or three years old. And I only know this story because my mom and dad told me. I like to drown. My mom and dad used to go water skiing and Anyway, I went behind my dad. He walked out in the water to about somewhere knee deep. And I went out there trying to follow him and fell over. And just so happens that uh, a lady beside him seen me and picked me up. That was on the 4th of July. This happened to me three times on the 4th of July. I don't go in the water on the 4th of July. I don't even go around the water on the 4th of July. Was in car wrecks. Come out unscathed. I think I was probably 13 when I slid down a mountain in Nevada with a live round in my back pocket that come out of a, a F-105. 20 millimeter round. We thought it was cool. Had it in our back pocket. Took turns sliding down the mountain coming home. We got home. Next door neighbor worked for EOD. <laughs> and all of a sudden, boom, they started evacuating people. Here comes this truck. They put this thing in this great big barrel and Put the lids down on it, and as they were going over the speed bump, boom, it went off in the barrel. <laughs> God had his hand on us. His grace 
is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. Deep Creek Church is 140 some odd years old, over about 147, I think, if I'm about right, 46, 47, from the time it was consecrated as Deep Creek. You don't think God's grace isn't sufficient? Think about all the churches over the last hundred, especially Baptist churches, over the last 147 years that aren't here today. Great big ones, little bitty ones. Yet Deep Creek still here. And its history actually goes back further than that. Because before it was Deep Creek, it was Sandy Run Creek. To the 1700s. It's all tied up in the most prolific Baptist association in the history of the United States. The Sandy Creek Baptist Association. Which wound up eventually becoming the North Carolina Southern Baptist Convention. This church has history. This church has roots in the founding of our nation. And it has history in the fact that our Baptist principles were there. And today we are the ones who have to propagate that. You don't think God's grace is not sufficient? Look at all the things this church survived. Number one, the Civil War. Survived the Civil War. Number two, the carpetbaggers. Number three, the Great Depression. The collapse of Wall Street. World War One. World War II, Korea, Vietnam, Iraq, all of these wars. This church has thrived. Look at the political upheaval it's, it's lived through. Jim Crow all the way to, 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 to where everyone is going, to segregation, desegregation, all of that. Survived it. The riots. The upheaval in society, the, the riots not only for civil rights, but the riots for protesting wars. It survived the hippies. It survived all of this because of the grace of God. Because God's grace is sufficient. In, verse seven, in chapter 7, verse 23, it says, He wiped out every living thing that was on the face of the earth. From mankind to livestock to creatures that crawl to the birds of the sky, they were wiped off the face of the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. How prolific is that? Had Noah not obeyed God, none of us would be here today. Had Noah disobeyed God, not built the ark or any of that, there's not one human being would be alive on the face of the earth today. And most of us can trace our lineage. Now some of you are going to get questioned on this because there you have people that, that, that like to trace their lineage, especially from, I'm going to call it an occult religions. They will tell you that they can trace their lineage to this disciple or that disciple. And, they will, and they're proud of it. Some of them could, will tell you they can, they can trace their lineage all the way to the Apostle Paul. Some can say Peter. And when they throw that at me, I said, I trace mine all the way to Japheth. 
Most of them have never heard of Japheth. Who is Jacob? I said, that's the third son of Noah. I said, he's the one who went to the boot, which is Italy. He's the one who went around the rock, which is the rock of Gibraltar. He's the one that landed on the Great Island, which is Great Britain. He's the one who propagated that. Most of us here today, our lineage is from, from Western Europe. We're descendants of Japheth. Most of the arguing and the fussing and the fighting going on today is between Shem and Ham's descendants. The Ishmaelite, all of that is from Shem and Ham. Mostly from Ham, I think if I'm right. If I'm not correct, I think it's right. Uh, Abraham's son, Ishmael and Isaac. I like to say Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The others like to say Abraham, Ishmael, and I don't know who the other one is. One is a counterfeit, complete opposite of Jesus Christ. Their rules are 180 degrees off from the Bible. Their scripture is 180 degrees off. But in that scripture, if they read it carefully, they will find out that it contradicts itself. It says no one can go to heaven. But where is Jesus Christ? It said he was a prophet. But he didn't die. So he's not on earth. Where is he at? He's in heaven. Who's the only person to go to heaven? God. So Jesus is God. They have to shake their head and do that a couple times and walk off. See, God will give you what you need when you need to defend it. He will give you sufficient grace. He will give you unmerited mercy. He will give you grace from the just God. So grace is not a New Testament doctrine. Grace is a God Almighty doctrine from the foundation of the world. And while I'm here, I'm just going to throw one other thing in here that does not uh, correspond with any of this. But I don't, please don't say the word prehistoric. Prehistoric is a blasphemous word. It means there was history prior to God making the world. And there might have been history, but it wasn't prehistoric. It was pre-earth. And just so you know, when God made Adam, he was a full-grown, functioning human being. How else would he have been able to name all the animals and the trees? He had a language. And I'm sure he had the ability to write it down. There it says, a young earth. A young earth. Feel free after this, if you want to, to talk to me, and I'll be more than happy to, to spend time with you trying to explain grace. But we're called to give grace because we've received grace. And the grace that we've received will allow us to spend eternity in the presence of Jesus Christ, God Almighty.
If we reject grace, then we're going to suffer a fate just like those who rejected God and wound up drowning during Noah's Ark or the time of the flood. The flood is upon us now. It's just not a, it's just not a, uh, uh, a physical flood. We're under a spiritual flood from of demonic existence that we've never seen before on the face of this earth. And you think about how bad and crazy things are. What does he tell us in Revelation? That when he pulls his church out, what? There will be hell on earth. The only reason there's any good in this world today is because of God's church. Because of you and I. And we sit back sometimes and we say, you know, Lord, why don't you do something? Why don't you do something to stop this? I said it. I was angry. I was on my knees. Lord, you need to do something. You need to do something. People need to see you at work. He said, I did something. I created you. You don't think that don't wake you up? He created you and you and you and you and me. And even those out there who don't believe, he created them. It's up to us to do something. It's up to us to do something. Now is our time for this day, for this time. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, today is the day because we are definitely not promised tomorrow. Life is short but a vapor. And for those of you who don't know what a vapor is, you strike a match, you blow it out, and that little puff of smoke, when you blow it out, that is a vapor. Eternity is forever. Life's short. Life's short. Commit yourself to Christ. Just like our walk. We have to commit ourselves to Jesus. We have to every day check ourselves out. We are called and set aside as a peculiar people. We got the peculiar part down right. We are a royal priesthood. We are grafted into the vine of God's lineage. Act like it. Do what it calls us to do. Share the gospel. And if you leave here today, it's my prayer that if you don't know Jesus Christ or you haven't got back right with Jesus Christ, you can't eat, you can't sleep, you can't find comfort until you decide what you're going to do with the Lord God Almighty. I pray that. I pray that. I want everyone that enters this church that have crossed that threshold never to wind up in hell without her hearing, having heard the gospel. Because I don't need that blood on me. Let's go to Lord in prayer. Lord, I love you and I thank you for this day. And Lord, I ask you to, to continue to bless our country. Lord, lay your hands upon us and let us be your hands and your feet. Now is the time. Lord, we've sat around on our hands in the pews and, and in the churches for too long. It's time for us to get busy. There are people out there who are dying to meet you. There are people out there, Lord, who are searching, and they're searching for you, and they don't know it, and we are the ones who's supposed to introduce them to you. Lord, we're not called to save them. We're not even called to do anything but present the gospel. When they accept Christ, disciple them. Lord, we love you. Let no one leave here today without being made right with you. Today, this moment, this hour. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.